Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. thought maybe I was a lesbian. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. This is just a potty for us to chew the fat, bitches to bitches. Stacey and I will go ham. It's very Coming up this app. And I just thought, oh, no, I feel fat. I'm not going to eat that. And I think that that was the first kind of thought that I remember that kind of started like a spiral. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer, hi. Oh, I've got a lot of popcorn in my mouth. Yes, loves a bit of popcorn. Uh, we're going to give you a bit of a snapshot of who we're interviewing uh, very soon. Um, or if I've just said it's not an interview. Who's our guest host? A chat. Yeah, our hot seat hottie. Hot seat hottie. God, we haven't used that term in quite some time. Well, we used it last week. Apart back. from that. Yeah, but that's yeah. when it was back? Uh, yeah. This particular chick you will know 100%. I being just this absolute she I know that it's so annoying to say this mm. and I get pissed off for everyone that works in the entertainment industry that this is said this overnight you, sensation s- thing uh. but I reckon one day she was just there everywhere and we are talking about DJ Tiger Lily isn't it interesting because it's like you would you're like you work years to become an overnight I know sensation that, that is not what it is <laughs> but that's how it felt but to the rest of the world mm. yeah absolutely so we'll speak to her very soon very excited we've tried to get on the show so for long. i think over 12 months now for real yeah. this is commitment it is commitment um i was going to say how are you but then last week we spoke about how that's such a fucking bullshit question oh you can still ask me because i at the moment i feel conflicted because i've been doing this thing with lunchtime lately where i'm like not a huge big lunch person so i've been having Various snacks as lunch that add up to lunch. Well, that's not food, surely. No, I've had a coffee, like a boiled egg. I've had this huge fruit shake and I've had popcorn and that's lunch. That's but shocking. That's actually shocking. What do you mean? A boiled egg a boiled and egg, a coffee. A coffee. And popcorn. Popcorn and this huge shake that has like three vegetables and two fruit pieces of fruit in it. Don't you need something? Like. You, well, what do you mean? Like bread? Well, something. Like a carrot, like an actual carrot. No, but that, that's what I mean. There's actual things in this juice. It's just minced up. Yeah, true. You know, there's like celery and ginger and cucumber like and like spinach. A, it's and like more of a breakfast meal, but that doesn't make a difference, does it? Because all say, it is is the way that you see it. Because mm. it, when you look at it unminced, you'd go, what a fucking brilliant lunch. <laughs> it's, it's not but minced then now, meat. <laughs> but like, now that it's minced, it's like it's, now, that it's, now that it's all mushed up, you're like, oh, what are you, trying to lose weight? And I'm not. Yeah. I just like the taste of it and yeah, it's, con- it's convenient. you would fucking town on me if I had said that was my lunch. So that's why I feel like I can say it. Because ma- I call you mouse girl. Yeah, bird eater. Yeah, bird, yeah, birdie. You're always picking at things. Yeah, but like, so exactly. Look at you, picky McPickstick. And no, do you know why? It's also because I'm indecisive and I just don't want to decide on one thing. I want it all. I had the most delicious salad. I bought zucchini spaghetti. From the supermarket. How good is that? Because remember our old producer, Byrne, bought, uh, as I took home one of those zucchini things and 
you know how much work that was yeah, to so do you yourself? Can, you can just buy them. Um, and so I had some leftover from having uh, like a mushroom chili pasta Fuck with yeah. that the other day. So good. So I put that in rockets and feta. I put um, uh, some little sunflower seeds, some flaxseed, whatever. Ooh, what some bird ones? seeds. Yeah, Did you put bird, some bird seed all in All my there? bird seed stuff. <laughs> feta, potatoes, like chopped oh, up yum. roasted potatoes, some turkey. And then some of the leftover zucchini, but hot with a bit of um, mustard in there, like uh, grain. What's the one? Yeah, seeded whole grain. Mu- whole no, gra- uh, no, no, seeded mustard I had. Because whole grain, those um, those suckers are quite big. Mm. I feel like they get stuck in the like cracks of your teeth yeah. and they're really big. I'm like, no, that's seeded mustard. Yeah, whole but grain I- is the yellow. No, it's not. Yes. Whole grain is the dots. It looks like hundreds no. and thousands, but no. it's mustard. Why do you think it's called seeded? It's seeds. Bro, I know because I said to Zane, my boyfriend, never buy this again. It sucks. Well, that's what I had and it's called seeded. Do you know who would know? DJ Tiger Lily yeah, knows a lot about different things, but she knows a lot about food as well. That's right. Um, you can check her out on Facebook, DJ Tiger Lily, uh, or on Twitter, DJ Tiger Lily, and the same on Instagram. She's toured through Asia and the US with Tiesto and was voted for number one female DJ for three years running. Also an ambassador for Lifeline, which we think is quite impressive. Hey, Chicky. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh, oh it's, it's about time for us. We've been... I mean, are you aware? We've, been, we're... we've been lusting after yeah. you for quite some time. Seeded yeah, mustard. Guys. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, DJ Tiger. Do we call you by your name or is no one allowed to know that? You can call me by my name if you want. Which my is name's Dara. Dara. Thanks so much for calling me Tiger Lily or Tiger or whatever you like. It's, okay. You know, I like whatever, whatever works. It's like Christie's weird lunch. Like we've got it we've got choices. Now, mm. seeded tiger seeded tiger lily. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said I could call you whatevs. You can. Okay. I like that. I'm trying to find mustard seed. Okay, so seeded mustard is the little dots, it says right here. Do you know? Because I feel Tiger oh, slash Dara, you know like, a lot about food. I feel like I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like you were both right because I think that there's, there's obviously like the mustard that's creamy, then there's the mustard that has like the big seeds in it, but I think there's also mustard that has like far smaller. You're right. Little, because the, um, be, yeah. yes, because seeded mustard is what it's technically called, but on the bottle it says whole, no, it says whole grain mustard. No, oh, um, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm so confused. But it's just like life. People call things different things. Let's well, move on. You know, you know what's really difficult? Listening to you guys talk about all your lunch and seeded mustard. I'm currently doing a juice cleanse and I'm sitting here so starving. Oh, good <laughs> lord. Oh, no. Are you doing it? Mustard. Are you doing I'm it healthily? Solid. Because I did, once did the Dr. Oz juice cleanse and Stace gave me so much fucking shit about it. But, like, please oh, don't tell me. You're not doing one of these weird diuretic ones where you just shit out all your weight, are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just doing one with um, it's a brand called Lucky You Cleanse, and they you've got you actually like eat quite a lot, um, but I'm just actual doing food or no, it's like it's all juices. But like for breakfast, I had a smoothie, <laughs> and then I've had juices all day. I'm sorry, and then I, get, I just got my hopes up. Any solids or. You know what? I mean, my ten you know, month my ten month year old godson's onto fucking chops, so I don't know why you people are. Is he? That's a bit very well advanced. Well, he, he? that's how much we need some meat and just some solids. But I applaud you people for commitment and cleanse. You know what? It's not often that I do something like this, but like I think after the Anzac Day 
parties and then I you know had a couple of winery weekends away that were all bougie and nice and even just like two days of a bit of like a rest for your digestive system makes like a massive difference. Yeah, but I think I, I believe in a clean yeah. and, like, and balance because you know, like with that lifestyle, are you drinking it? Because obviously, party and partying is mm. such a, a big um, part of what you do. So yeah. I, I mean, do do you sometimes just go, oh, I just CBF tonight? Like, but but then do you pretend to people that you're having well, a wild one? Jo- it's your job. You know what? Like, that's me 99% of the time. Don't laugh. But, like, I usually go to the club and I'll just drink water or coconut water because it's totally unsustainable to be drinking alcohol, like, on a regular basis like that. And also, I think now that I'm 25, drinking, like, bodies in the club isn't necessarily, like, my priority. If, if I'm going to drink something, I'd like to drink, you know, a good bottle of wine with my so boyfriend. So true. Or- yeah. that, changed, that changed for me big time. I don't even – there was a – I think I had a few drinks, uh, like a long kind of boozy lunch on Anzac Day mm. as well. And um, and there was a rosé that was sent out and I she said to me that she thought I was going to try the rosé. Yeah. But she brought the glass out. Oh. And so I tried a little bit of it and I was like, no, I don't want that. And so I sent it back because I was like, I'm not drinking things I don't want. Like I so don't good. know why you get to a point where you go, oh, well, I'll just have it or, oh, well. like Because I know no. why, because you're worried about what other – well, I was anyway, about what other people think. Like what yeah. What will someone say or I can't be bothered or, you know, I would make up things like I'm, you know, I'm driving or and I'm now six or, or seven months sober. And it was just easier wow. sometimes to lie, but now I'm just honest because yeah. it shuts yeah. people down. Why aren't you drinking? I'm like, oh, I had issues with alcohol. They're like, cool. I'll just move on. Totally. I think it's so great to be upfront and honest though because, like, I know so many of my friends will just drink for the sake of just getting wasted or well, drunk without yeah. actually enjoying enjoying it as a practice or a social a social thing. And a so choice. Yeah, it becomes totally. a real habit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've done a lot on the show with that. It's just um, the, your mindset is really an interesting thing. I think it's particularly being Australian. Um, yeah. Okay, so if you haven't listened to the show before and you've found us through Tiger Lily, hello, welcome. So glad that you're here hello. with us. <laughs> hey, Posse of Tiger Lilies. <laughs> um, but hey to our Posse too. Yeah. Um, we are two chicks that talk shit on this podcast. All the thoughts we're thinking but not saying with a beautiful guest that we've been inspired by or just want to pick their brains just as much as uh, we want to pick each other's. Mm-hmm. And we each bring a gem to the table um, that is something that's on our mind that we're thinking but may not have said. Philip the Duck will wrap us up. And if you want to listen to any of the other shows, thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find those episodes that we speak of. But let's do a quick headline, Chickies. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Dara, what did you want to bring to the table do you want to give us a quick snapshot yeah so I wanted to talk about the misconceptions of health in the modern day world that we live in and how they're kind of presented and discussed and influenced on social media platforms and how that relates to our day-to-day lifestyle and what we're consuming and how we um, kind of think about what we're consuming yeah interesting Um, I want to bring to the table the fact that I typecast myself sometimes Mm. um and it's something that i've been thinking about and i'm annoyed at myself for doing that because i don't have to no Mm. no 
Yeah, but I don't think you know to snap out of it until you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think you go along. Like mm-hmm. you don't even know it's yep. a thing. Yeah. Um, I want to speak about how I went to another wedding of two beautiful friends. Honored to be there. Blah blah blah. Um, and I genu I genuinely mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know how full on weddings are and lists and expenses, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I do not take it uh, lightly when somebody sends an invite into my letterbox. Yeah, it's box. an honor. It is. It is an absolute mm-hmm. honor. But. I am starting to think that all weddings, in terms of the ceremony, yeah. are cults. <laughs> so just the ceremony? Oh, we'll talk about it later. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> we, we will get stuck into that later. But uh, Dara slash Tiger Lily slash Tiger slash DJ. Um, <laughs> do you want slash, slash Mustard Tiger. Slash Lady Friend. Um, do you want to kick this off? Yeah, sure. So I suppose I, like, so I want to bring this topic into the the light of this conversation by kind of talking like for one minute about like my um, past health journey, I suppose. Um, I grew up in like a household where we were um, conventionally really healthy. My mom and dad put a lot of effort into putting like good whole foods on our plate. Um, and I was always the healthy kid in school with like the apples and bananas as snacks as opposed to um, packets of chips and lollies and, you know, chocolate coated muesli bars and stuff like that. Um, So then growing up and, you know, moving into adulthood, I've always had like health and wellness as a priority. And after like suffering an eating disorder back when I was like 14, 15, 16, um, I've kind of finally been able to come to a point in my health journey where I feel really good um, about myself and what I'm putting in my body. And um, I take a lot of time and care to think about how I'm treating my body um, and what I'm putting in it. Dara, just, just, yeah. just to interject there for a bit, for anybody listening, I think it's important, um, you know, maybe somebody else is also going through those kinds of eating disorder stages. Can you let us know mm-hmm. a little bit about what your struggles were? Um, yeah, it was really interesting. I'd always been such a healthy, active child. Um I was never, ever, like, fat whatsoever. I definitely had a muscular build, which I'm super thankful for now, thanks to my parents and my genetics. But I think one day, I actually remember really clearly the the night that it started, sitting at the computer, tapping away at um, a a school assignment, and my mum yelled out from the kitchen, Dara, do you want um, some dessert? I think she was cooking, like, some sort of pudding or something. And I just thought, oh, no, I feel fat. I'm not going to eat that. And I think that that was the first kind of thought that I remember that kind of started like a spiral of really, like a really negative time in my life. So I just kind of restricted what I ate to a really bare minimum and exercised a lot. As someone that that hasn't had an eating disorder, Mm. and Christy, you can put your hand up and say that Uh you, you know, you've suffered from stuff that's, you know, in your own way, but similar. Um, Do you feel fat? Like when you, because you know, that, that really opened up a bit of an idea, an idea of what it's like at the yeah. beginning stages yeah. where you go, it's not necessarily, for some people I'm sure it is, where you're looking in the mirror and you go, I see that I'm a fat. A bit of body dysmorphia. But, yeah. but yeah, but in this instance, you felt it. Like, is yeah. that the case for a lot of people? And and what is that? Like, I think how that does that play out? Everyone's experience is different. I'm interested to get yours, um, Dara. But for me, I reckon I was probably about, 
1819 where I, for a bit of time, became bulimic, would like crazy binge when my parents were out, would eat things I didn't even want to eat because I had been so stringent and strict with myself that I wasn't allowed to eat these things and would have these blowouts maybe once a week. And then but, when, but where did but that come from? The, fe- like, I, the feeling? Like the that- feeling. I did feel I, there, it's funny because there's almost like this two prong of it. Like I, I didn't have, you know, anorexia nervosa or body dysmorphia where I looked in the mirror and saw myself as a fat or an obese person. I could still see that I was, you know, within a healthy weight range. But the way that I felt, I felt yeah. disgusting. And it, and although I could still see that I wasn't, uh, yeah, that I wasn't morbidly obese, I felt bad enough and that I wanted to punish myself um, enough to feel gross enough that I that I would go to those levels because there's always somebody that you look at at school or in a magazine or online or whatever that is thinner than you. And that's what I picked up, um, Dara, like that feeling because yeah. I think a lot of us from the outside see it as you're standing in front of a mirror and seeing yourself as fat when you're not. But it's yeah. actually so much deeper than that, right? When you said that story, I was like, fuck, that, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't thought about it from that perspective before. Yeah, I think for the case for many girls like many of my friends and people I know have had um disordered eating and I suppose I wouldn't say like I had full-blown anorexia nervosa which I don't think many people do but it's like you look in the mirror and you feel you feel like you don't like the way you look you feel fat whereas you obviously can see that you're in a regular-ish body um, weight zone you might perceive yourself as being quite a lot heavier than you actually are but you don't necessarily well I didn't necessarily see myself as fat or obese I just felt really uncomfortable in my body and I felt like I was fat and I think it's really hard because at that time like between 14 and 16 everyone's going through puberty everyone's bodies are changing some bodies are changing faster than others and I think it's a really hard time being a girl because you're really starting to just get to know your body for the first time. Um, you're really kind of becoming aware of your body and the functions that your body um, is starting to, mm-hmm. you know, go about. And it's, yeah, I don't know, it was, it was a really tricky time for me and I think it's a really difficult time for many, many girls out there. So with all of that being said, Dara, like, and the gem that you wanted to bring to the table today is obviously now mm-hmm. you've come full circle and you have this, you know, beautifully healthy relationship with yourself and your body and with food. So yeah. then, because I've noticed, I do follow you online, I follow you on Insta, you're, you're often posting about... Um, you know, kind of food posts. But to me, they seem different to other food, hashtag fitness, hashtag fitspo things because they do seem a little bit more considered than other posts that I've seen other people that I follow pop up. Yeah, I really try and be kind of, not kind of, I do try and be really considered with what I post about online. Um, I had like, I've been diagnosed with, I suppose, a strain of Crohn's disease and I've also gone from a vegetarian to a vegan diet in the past 12 months and both of those things have kind of happened at the same time which has like really changed the way I think about health and food and like nourishment and stuff like that and so when I post about food and I suppose lifestyle things on Instagram and Facebook I really try and um present people with information that's relevant and correct and well thought out and if I'm talking about something that I'm eating it's something that I would want my followers to eat 
for example, I always start my day, I know this sounds probably pretty boring to most people, but I always start it with like a big smoothie bowl where I chuck heaps and heaps of fruit and veggies in, um, maybe some coconut oil, some peanut butter. And it's like just a brilliant way for me to start my day with all the good um, bits and pieces that my body needs. And I always like to talk about this because I think so many people start the day with a really non-balanced meal or get the idea from other Instagram influencers by having their skinny fit tea, whatever they're bloody called, that they're going to start the day with a, a ping of energy, whereas they should actually be listening to their body, feeling how hungry they are, what they need for nourishment, um, and kind of planning their food around how they feel and what they've got on for that day. Mm. It's a funny world we live in because obviously we see everything that everybody does. You know, mm. like, you know, there was a time. Not well, even, we see what people project. Yeah, not even that long ago where you go, oh, my God, imagine, I can only imagine what it would be like. Like, what is Jennifer Aniston doing on a weekend? Or I wonder what, be, you know, um, like Lively Waterwear Wedding. Like there was this mystery and unknown or I wonder what they eat yeah. for brekkie. But now you see, as you say, Stace, you know, that you know, what people are choosing to put out there anyway. But you do have a bit of an insight. And I am all about social media and online. It's kind of – but I am starting to think of there was a time where things were simpler. Mm. Um, It can be like so toxic. My boyfriend sent me a little video – is that the duck thing? Yeah, that's yeah. Philip. Oh, Here he is. You can keep, you can say, yeah, you don't have to <laughs> stop mid-sentence. Okay, sure. I was just going to say my boyfriend sent me a, um, a video today that was on uh, social media about, it was just a guy who had, um, his heart was composed of the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and Snapchat symbols and they painted veins through his body so kind of insinuating that he was like living through social media. And it was really disturbing. And so I, I replied to him saying, let's have uh, like a pretty social media free weekend if we can, just because it's nice to sometimes really get off that and kind of not be influenced in whatever way, you know, in your life. It's important. Yeah, it is mm. important to separate. Really important. You're already in the Thinker Girls posse. That's right. Now let's make it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta and Snapchat. Um, I want to talk about, uh, I don't know, something that's been collated, some thoughts that have been collated in my mind for some time, which have led to me believing that weddings, the ceremony anyway, mm. are a cult. They feel culty <laughs> to me. Culty in what way? Well, I went to a wedding a few weeks ago and it was stunning. It was one of those friends that I've had for a really long time and I'm very open about the fact that if you're in my life present, you're in my life now. You know, mm. I don't. I have a lot of mates in my life that I have had for twenty, mm-hmm. you know, twenty five mm-hmm. years, and have really good relationships with my cousins and you know people for a long period of time. But they are still people that I very much have things in common with them and invest in our relationship today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't hang on to people for the sake of for history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you there, doll? Sorry, you were breaking up a little. Yeah, no, I just hanging on. Yeah. Are you yeah. the same? Dara, like yeah, everyone I, in your life is a conscious choice. I completely agree. And it's it's actually, it can be quite emotional in letting go of friends or losing friends. But I think that whenever you let go of a friend, there becomes a really beautiful space in your life for finding something or someone new. And I think it's really important that we become comfortable 
with that notion. Mm. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I couldn't have Speaking said it better. Our language. Could not have said it better. <laughs> Completely 100% agree and have said yeah. that many, you many have. a times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And But this instance, I have a friend that I've been friends with since I was like 18 years old. Mm. And he's not somebody that I speak to every day. And he is marrying a beautiful woman that I had my own relationship with. She grew up in an area very similar to where my family were from. So we've just always had these connections along the way and I have a very special place in my heart for him. So when I was invited to their wedding, I was completely honoured mm-hmm. um, and took it really seriously. But that doesn't mm. change that I'm fucking weirded out by the ceremony. <laughs> so I got there. What kind of wedding was it? It was just, a, it was it was really lovely. It was at kind of like a winery. There was the ceremony where, you know, but it's just the same ceremony but for But I was going to say, that's, that's the thing. The, that's the question when you go, what type of wedding was it? The ceremony mm. doesn't, re- I haven't been to as many weddings as you, I don't reckon, because I haven't had really that many friends that have gotten hitched yet. But the ceremony is all, it's often it the same one. It doesn't change. Mm. Everyone yeah. is saying the same thing. And I get there's legalities, but do the legalities at the fucking, I don't know, the, the bloody council place or wherever you, the registry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't understand why you're spending all of this money for all of these people you love to come and witness something that Joanne and David's did and your mum and dad did and, you know, Sarah and Silvio from freaking Darwin all doing this exactly <laughs> the same ceremony. And you're yeah. all different couples and different people. I just cannot get my head around it. And I often am just like hoping that something will catch on that will mean I will get it because I feel so ostracized with mm-hmm. this view. And mm-hmm. I've written about articles again and said on this show before with some opinions about traditions and things and people don't want to hear it. People do not like to be exposed or even really um, awoken with these kinds of thoughts because – I guess there's lots of fucking shit that goes on in life and weddings and love, you know, that they are one thing that we do have to grab onto. But mm-hmm. why yeah. are we grabbing onto it because of some scripture that happened 17 years ago, that 1,700 billion years ago, that has nothing to do with you as a couple? I sat there and I went, oh, these people are one of the best couples I know. But I do not understand why you're saying the same thing as the other wedding I went to. I think it's because you you hit the nail on the head before when you said the word tradition. Because I don't know for a lot of people, like as you as you said, their their love and their unique personalities and their unique relationship and the way they fell in love, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is not represented in a wedding and on that day. Because I feel like people don't question enough, so they almost don't think that they're allowed. Because if you just kind of go through life but with that's your mind exactly closed. What a cult is. I know. That's you just my don't question. Point, though. I know. And I'm completely on board. A cult is like where you're all hanging out going, hey, I've got 17 mums, but I'm not going to ask anything. Like, com- that's yeah. what a cult is. I'm completely is. on board. But I think, it, I think it is because people just go, oh, I didn't even realise that um, that – you know, a ring, or, you know, that wearing white at a wedding represented that. I just thought, I didn't think that you would be allowed. Okay. The meaning of cult, a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure object, object. so that's kind of maybe there's a God, so yeah. that's probably not it. A person or a thing that is popular or fashionable among a particular group or, so- or section of society. It mm. is a cult. It is so <laughs> confronting. Do not get me wrong. I love love. I love seeing people happy and celebrating. And there's nothing better than going to a place and meeting Arnie Lorraine that's on mm. the dance floor that's talking to you about a time where, you know, the bride the bride um, threw up on her couch when they were seven. 
I fucking live for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I don't understand why we are all saying the exact same thing when life and marriage and relationships are so hard that when we vow to promise to someone, why are we vowing to promise such in in person impersonal things? I think often because weddings too are for other people. Don't you think? Like if you think about the actual, even the guest list or what what's said or what you wear or what you do or who's on your bridal party. Like I know of the of the people in my life and the weddings that I've been to, so many of those decisions are made because that's what mum and dad wanted. Or we I did it. I'm oh, sorry, go on. No, like jump jump on in. What do you reckon? I was going to say, don't you think it would be much nicer to say, like if we're talking about like what's like exchanged in the vows, like before they're actually officially married, I feel like it would be so much nicer if they were so much more personal and heartfelt and, and each couple I kind of agree. for their own relationship. And some of them do do that. I've been to some weddings before where people have said, I vow to watch this shit movie with you, yeah, you know, till yeah, till as far. You know, that is look, like my that. Uh, the hairs are standing on my arms because that is life. And I just think, oh, we walk around with our head in the clouds with things. And yeah, you can say to me, but it's important. Love's important. You know, these kinds of things are important. So if they're that important, then why the fuck aren't you thinking about what it means to you as a couple and not what it means, like why you're being dictated to? But I, I just do think also it. think it is important to think about where, um, you know, weddings and this idea of, of love kind of came from. Because if you look at weddings, you know, even a couple of centuries ago, it wasn't really that long ago, where that's what a wedding was. It was an exchange. So that's why, you know, a particular exchange happens, whether it, you know, is like property or person or that title and, you know, People would marry up. Females Which would was marry up. Obviously, misogynist. Yeah, right, as and well. and I've been reading a fair bit of Alain de Botton's stuff, who's like that, you know, the philosopher, the course of love, and he's written this book basically about the idea of romanticism was born out of poets from the 1800s, and I think it's only a fairly new thing that love mm. and weddings are put on the same level. You know, because yeah. up until that point, it was kind of like you, it's for status or mm. for money or for, you know, title or whatever. It's a fairly. You know, I, really ironically, I seem to understand that better. That's what I mean. So then I think it's kind I of get, like. I, I understand the idea of going, all right, we want to legalize this. It shit. makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. then I also then think there is, I don't know, this, uh, this unspoken kind of thing that people just go, it's this exchange of vows and a wedding at the end of the uh, at the end of the day it's very clinical it's very strict I've back. Started it's to think, very I've started to think now that potentially I would have like a party but I would go and get that legal shit done same here yeah. like let's go and kind of sign this off cool bro like what a nice day we're locking this down yeah. at the courts yeah and then going off and being like party same here like the other bit i just don't cuz I, I didn't get. Even, i didn't even realize i've always wanted to if i did get married i'd want to do it overseas and make like a fun kind of like little holiday out of it i didn't even know if you get married overseas did you know this it's not actually legit yeah it's yeah. not actually i didn't valid. even know that so i was like oh perfect that, that works great yeah I want to say one more thing before we wrap up this topic. I feel like the whole, not just like the ceremony thing is the cult. I feel like the whole wedding thing is such an interesting concept in our society at the moment. I read an article about it yesterday and it was saying that the average price spent on a wedding is $90,000, which is 75% of like a individual or the couple's salary. Joint salary. Yeah. 
spent on this one day. So there's a good chance they're in debt. They might not be, maybe they paid in cash for the cake, but they're fucking getting their groceries (laughs) on credit. Do you know why? Why are people getting a fucking cake too? That always baffles me. No one eats it. People are half pissed by that point. Like, you have dessert and a cake. Like, why? So you can put the knife in it to have your little fucking ceremony. Oh, that always gets me. I'm like, why the cake? Why? Yeah, don't get it. Oh, very good. Um, (laughs) But seriously. It's a it's a good it's a good conversation to keep having though I think although I feel like people get their backs up and whatever yeah but I'm like, gonna just being stop the, invited yeah, the, everyone's yeah. like we're just too scared to invite her she'll go scream at our wedding on the radio <laughs> she'll so go psycho I still invite you to mine <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> uh, and I'll st- I'll expect an invite to yours well we'll see how that to your pa- party that pans if out if you have one yeah I'm still TBC on that reckon the girls are over sharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat. (laughs) See what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to talk about um, how I typecast myself. And this is like part of a very kind of big thought process that was only sparked in particular um, last night. And I haven't even told you this, Stace, but when we were planning the radio show that we were doing last night, I had written down in in my iPhone, in my notes, something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. But I feel like it's sometimes hard. I have these big thought processes and I read a lot about it. I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of articles. But then for me then sometimes to play that back and articulate it, I'm like, oh, what is life? Like, I can't even string a sentence together to get out what I can kind of gather. Yeah, and we've and got un- the pressure for 4.5 yeah, minutes. And, and understand in my brain to then kind of translate. Um, and, and written in my notes was, <laughs> hello, was this one line. Um <laughs> There has to be more from life, and as I and I didn't intend it to be funny, but when I said it in that in that meeting room when we were chucking up, you know, throwing around ideas, I started smiling because I'm like, this sounds dumb, and I feel vulnerable, and I don't really know properly how to explain it. And then everyone kind of in the room, and you included, were like, oh, what, what, how depressing? And they were like, oh, we'll bring in some music like Circle of Life or Desiree or whatever. And then I was like, yeah, great. And that's what we ended up doing. And I was proud of that because I'm like, you know, as you've said, a quote from Tracy Spicer that's always really stuck with you and that is, you know, humour is important to get mm. across something. It's, Im- it's yeah, A message. Yeah. Yes, a message. So I think I was glad and happy that I did that. But then there's also part of me when I was driving home that I was like, oh, I do this to myself a bit where I feel as though, I don't know, 
like obviously everybody's personality is on this whole scale. There's a whole myriad of things. Mm. Like we're never just one thing. Mm. We're never just oh, one oh. person. Mm. And mm. to a and to a um you know and the radio show that we do that myself is different to the you that um the the Christy that you know Stacey to the Christy that my boyfriend knows blah 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 but I feel often and I put this pressure on myself because what a fucking brilliant place we've created for ourselves where uh, where we are, are encouraged to be ourselves and our full selves um and I feel as though sometimes I typecast myself to have to be the I don't know the daft kind of what the fuck? That's random. Can't really explain myself. Zero fucks kind of girl because that is a big part of who I am. Mm-hmm. But- I feel like everyone has this as like they're kind of uh, exploring who they are in the world. I feel like everyone would definitely often typecast themselves as like one thing or another. I know I've done it. I know all my friends have done it at some point in time. And I think it takes a lot of courage to like stand up and say oh correct it just correct it yeah Yeah. i think correct it and i like the word um exploration Mm. because i think before and continue but i think i think there isn't a point where you know this before you know it yeah like i think exploration is a really key uh point here because you kind of get an idea that you've 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 that character may have been the story that a lot of people see of you um, on the reg, mm. and then one day you wake up and go, I want that story to be a different part of me, mm. and I don't know if you can change that any earlier than when you can. Yeah, it's true because it's so interesting. I was thinking about this, you know, last night as I said, and I feel as though when I say I've been typed you know, I typecast myself or people think that I'm this thing. That has changed so much throughout my life mm. as well mm. because in other environments where I've worked, um, especially with, you know, a ma- you know, a male figure on, on air and radio, for mm. instance, you know, I, I have felt this pressure to be the kind of the fun police or the rapper-rapper and the, you know, and the, oh, come on, let's get back to it. And I'm like, fucking hell, I'm not that. I And I hate that I have to be the party pooper because that's not, that's not me either. So it's yeah. funny this kind of feeling, and obviously we are constantly changing and constantly mm-hmm. and constantly, constantly evolving. But I think also, I don't know. I've realised my power also in the tone that I set because when I said that out loud, I felt embarrassed to actually back in and explain what I meant, mm. which is such a deeper, longer, you know, kind of conversation about like figuring myself out and consciousness mm-hmm. and, you know, and discovering my own, you know, spirituality and reading lots of, you know, different bits and pieces. But then I I felt so, I felt almost embarrassed to be like, oh, that sounds dumb. I'll just go along with the funny line. And I'll just do it as the funny line because cause that's all right. I can do that it's too. It's interesting because even somebody that knows you, I, like there's never a thought that it, from my perspective of being in that brainstorming meeting that it's dumb. So it's weird mm. that you've sat, you keep saying the word dumb. And no, I'm but like, that's how I felt. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm just telling it's you. It's my own self. No one yeah. ever thought it was dumb. Mm. And then everyone, it's interesting because then everyone waits to see what you're going to say. Yeah, it feeds off the tone I say. Yeah, and then yeah. you start talking mm. and then we kind of, everyone laughs because we're talking about Desiree. <laughs> so we've all got a bit of an idea that 
there's a lightness to it. So then I jump in and add to the lightness and then it's become so fucking far from where you started <laughs> that it's too late to turn back and that's our job. So there's all these different complications because now we've locked in sound. Like you can't be changing that shit now. So it, it's not just your life but it's, we have a very weird life Of too. course, but I know, but that's what I mean. That frustration was not at anybody else no. because I've been, look, I've been in situations where external, you know, forces and other people I feel have pressured me to be this, you know, 6% of myself that I'm like, I'm sick of being this part. But that's what I mean. It's so brilliant that we've got this kind of, I don't know, space and area to be all parts of ourselves. And I've never once in this entire show really ever felt pressured to be one part of myself more than another. It's all my own shit. And yeah, it is. And it's the same with me, you know, and I think it's interesting because we have created a brand and a bit of an idea of who we are, but that will evolve on it to however we fucking say it will because you just have because the whole the whole reason that the show works is because we're authentic so being authentic with yourself means that you're going to change and you're going to evolve and you can't keep being we can't be 45 still talking about hashtag our lives moments although I'm sure I'll have a few of them but they'll be 45 year old ones you know I forgot to get my kid I've dropped my child on my on its head hashtag our lives yeah that it'll just evolve evolve um but i think yeah there's a an opportunity there as you said once a, t- a tiger lily is you explore you've got the opportunity to um what was the word i used correct it or yeah. or redirect it mm-hmm. i think it's really important amazing. as well like for young people like just kind of going off what you guys have said um is like finding a space where you feel comfortable to explore who you are and finding relationships where you feel comfortable to explore who you are because like I know exactly the feeling when you go to say something or you do say something and you think, oh, my God, that sounded so dumb. Why did I drop that deep bomb of conscious, crazy thought into, like, this crazy, like this, this different conversation? But you really want to explore that topic with a group of people that you're engaging with, but maybe they're just not ready or prepared or but it goes back that, to like, similar lesson as, life lesson as you, I suppose. What you were saying earlier in terms of, mm. of friends and the people that you surround <laughs> yourself with, you know, to and – you know, that can that can be hard to figure out and navigate because it's easier just to be friends with the people that you've been friends with since you're in primary school. And it's your 20s. Uh, yeah. They fucking uh. suck balls. It's so <laughs> fucking hard. I think it was an article. I'm trying to look for it now online because I wanted to do it on the show, but I thought it was really poignant here. About your 20s? Uh, yeah, and it was by Helen Miram. She said all of these oh, quotes. Really? Fuck, I thought I'd be really clever here and be able to wean them off, but I might need to put them on our Facebook page. But there were just some moments about her thoughts about your 20s and how really effing hard they are and how she continues to go through your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and then 70s. And it just was incredible to read, I don't know, all of those types of decades of exploration you have. And it really Mm. does get better. Like, you Mm. know, it's a real hardcore thing to try and find those core bits and you continue to evolve. But really finding the core bits and then having the guts to correct them, like we've spoken about, but then also live up to them and and flourish them differently to what they were in your teens. It's tricky. And also surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with people that are kind of, I don't know, on that same level that you feel comfortable to speak Which about. Which includes with. letting go of a lot, yes. you know, and yep. dumping mates that aren't great for you and getting out of mm. a shitty relationship just because you thought you would marry him once. Mm. Like, or yeah. marry, you know, getting the, or, you know, realising you fucking should be out of the closet and, you yeah. you know, all yeah. these kinds of things that you have mm-hmm. to do at this time. It's it's tricky. There's a lot. Yeah. Totally. There's a lot. Of, there's it's a, overwhelming. There's a lot on. 
But no one says it, you know. Everyone's are you Gen Y or your twenties. You're meant to get your shit. You have your shit together. You're so hardworking. It doesn't change that you know the explorations there, and it's the hardest decade I reckon that mm. you have when it comes to that. Mm. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as well. Like I went to a selective girls high school in Sydney and I swear to God all my friends were all type A personalities and we've all put pressure on ourselves to you know be a millionaire by the time we're 30 and have three kids (laughs) and a beautiful husband and a great job and a crazy wardrobe and be traveled and great relationships with our families and there's like all these boxes that we I know all want to achieve ourselves and expect ourselves to achieve and there may not be pressure coming from outside sources but I think it's that internal expectation that can fuck you up the most over anything when it comes to like life goals and development yeah it's absolutely true um Mm. okay so Philip went off a little bit ago so we don't want to take up any more of your time slash DJ seated mustard. Oh, it's tiger just been divine (laughs) just been so glad that we could cap off our week with this you need longer you we, like I swear, like you need like ninety minutes so you can do half an hour on each one. You know what? You would be so great for one of our live shows. So we are oh, getting this sorted. Best. So maybe we'll uh, come knocking on your door and get to meet you in person and have you in front of our our posse. Um, I would love that. You, you guys are in Sydney, aren't you? We are in Sydney yeah. at the moment, but we're going to tour it around the country. So you could we could oh, do different shows. That would be so amazing. So you could do the um the Sydney one. Guys, I'm 100% in. Honestly, Yay. that sounds awesome. awesome. All right, we'll get our people to talk to your people. And our people's us. Yeah. yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> we have a couple extras these days, but yeah, pretty much uh, you'll see a management email come and it'll just be me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, we make it look pretty Don't right. give away yeah. all of the secrets. Yeah, well, you do. Yeah, you I know. The, I, you know, you open the door, I, I'm in. I started it. Yeah. All right, DJ Tiger Lily, uh, we can find your Facebook, Twitter and on your Insta and djtigerlily.com.au coming to a live show near you. Yeah, or your actual yeah. DJ live show. Yeah, all that, DJ all that. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for opening up as well, Gorge. We really appreciate it. Lots of people will have appreciated that too. So uh, oh, my we'll see you, you soon, Lady Pants. Yeah, lovely. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's been awesome. If you want to listen to any of the other shows, uh, thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find this episode, um, of course, all of our other episodes and our everyday podcast, which is the daily podcast that comes up of the radio show. Um, We'd love for you to give it a rating. Uh, Thethinkergirls.com.au and the Listen tab is where you can find all of those episodes. Uh, Till next week. Good one. Bye, chicks. Bye. Were you part of this convo and want more? Join our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram or thethinkergirls.com.au Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.